Hello and welcome to episode two of Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey. I am your host, Cliff Bailey, and this podcast is brought to you by listeners such as yourself. Uh, if you support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash cutting it close. If you don't, no biggie, uh, but it would be certainly appreciated. Uh, donating on Patreon will get you fun perks such as going behind the scenes, getting exclusive looks at things, <laughs> uh, some swag once we get that going, and it just um, you know helps the pod keep going. Uh, devoting more time to it instead of uh, boring other things that uh, don't include hearing people's stories and sharing them with you. Uh, This week, we have Kelsey Green. Now, fun story. She was a classmate of mine in our uh, Moving Images of the Pacific this past semester. We uh, knew each other, interacted just a little bit over the year, but it wasn't until the very last day of class when I happened to glance over and I recognized a couple podcast logos on her phone. It was, uh, and her feed was The Nerdist and You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, two of my favorite podcasts. So I said, excuse me, um, are you a fan of The Nerdist? Do you like to make it weird? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, I love Pete Holmes. I love Chris Hardwick, blah, 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 blah. And the rest is history. We just uh, went on about that a little bit. Then class began. And it just so happened that during the class, we got to screen a rough cut of her short film, Hele Kale. That's a wonderful film about a, uh, a, a, a howley born island girl. Wait, did I say that right? Uh, uh, she was born in Hawaii. It's kind of autobiographical. She'll explain it in the in the podcast. So I'll just leave it to that. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun watching that. At the end, I told her that she should be a guest on my podcast if she was willing. And she's totally willing. And she was so excited. And that was just uh, so great to see someone enthusiastic about uh, coming on the show without ever hearing it. And we had a, such a fun conversation, uh, as you will see. Uh, she... Uh, you know, if, if anyone demonstrates the title of this podcast, Cutting It Close, she certainly does. I mean, she gets raw, um, talks about her battle with alcoholism and, uh, uh, oh yes, a, a very interesting experience in Peru on a family trip to Peru with uh, the drug ayahuasca. Uh, gotta admit, I'm a little jealous of that. Hope to try it sometime myself. I mean, not just for the crazy uh, experience, but, um, you know, the, the world view-changing experience and just a really interesting story around that and um, how she grew up uh, a Howley, a, a white uh, person on the island and uh, what that was like growing up in a primarily indigenous uh, locale. So yeah, hope you enjoy this talk with Kelsey as much as I did. It was, it was so fun and uh, we're definitely going to have her on the pod again uh, after she locks Hele Kale. And uh, at the end, we'll, we'll actually, we'll, you know, let's tell you where she can follow her now. Instagram, uh, underscore, or no, underscore comes next. You can follow her on Instagram at Kelsey underscore KG. That's K-E-L-S-I-E underscore K-G. Uh, also uh, on Instagram, her film account, Hele Kale Film. That's H-E-L-E-K-A-L-E-I-F-I-L-M. That can also be used to look her up on Facebook, Hele Kale Film. So definitely keep your eye on her. This chick is going places, and I don't mean that in the pejorative. This this um, articulate, enthusiastic young woman is going places, and I got the first interview with her. I am so honored and excited, and I can't wait for you to enjoy it. Enough rambling. Here we go. Okay. Let's see. Uh, do you want to wear headphones? Sure, why not? The yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. 
all set up and everything. Oh my god, yeah. this is so cool. This is, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I had my first uh, interview on Monday. No, Tuesday. I saw your post about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Jaina. Really cool. Yeah, she's, oh, she is uh, pretty awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Was she in Hip or? Um, I, I don't, shoot, I forget if she's had stuff in Hip. I think so. I'll have to look her up. Um, like she did the Baby Luau. Oh, I know Baby Luau. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's hers. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I know a bunch of the people that crewed on that. Oh, right on. Yeah, I so. didn't watch it, but um, yeah, I haven't yeah. had a chance to see it yet yeah. either. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, she was she was awesome. We ended up going for like an hour and a half. Cool. Um, just just talking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Like not setting a um an endpoint like right. Holmes does. You know. Yeah. Just letting the conversation flow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, we can go ahead and begin. Uh, I can hear myself. Yeah, you it's sound cool. okay? Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, so, welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Yes. Is that good? Yes. I okay, guess. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, shoot, I don't even know where to begin. You've uh, you're, you've done Hele Calais. Yes, you're a film we student. screened it. Ah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, why don't you tell us a little bit what it's about? Hele Calais is about a young Howley girl who mm -hmm. um, is feeling discriminated against. She plays taiko drums, and uh, you know, because taiko is such a uh, Japanese cultural experience, um, she she feels like she's discriminated against by mostly her mother. Her mother is the antagonist mm -hmm. in the story, and her mother wants her to pursue more howly things um the mm -hmm. symbol in the in the film is that her mom wants her to be um to take over the family restaurant mm. and so uh throughout the course of the film Kalei decides that she would rather pursue her own interests rather than what her mom wants for her okay yeah what was your inspiration for this um growing up howly in hawaii i wanted to make a film that uh that portrayed the um the kind of conflicts that I went through growing up, feeling like I never really belonged anywhere, mm -hmm. being Hallie here. And I mean, I've always been surrounded by such love and grace, but I really wanted to show how um, being a minority here has affected people, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So you, you grew up here, were you born here? Grew up here, yeah, no, grew okay. up on Maui. So I wanted oh, okay. to, um, I also wanted to showcase Maui. The original inspiration for the film was to shoot it on the North Shore of Maui and show that like mm. dirty, hippie, grungy mm -hmm. um, country feel. Yeah. And so we, when we went out to shoot, we tried to pick um, rural locations on Oahu that made it seem like it was Maui. Okay. I think we did an okay job with it. We picked Wailua. Um, some places in Haleiwa, we mm. did Alan Davis next to Makapu that mm. are um, more on the outskirts rather than showing the city. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, just um, okay. Well, shoot. Uh, from here. Uh, da, da, da. So yeah, just um, how did you go about? Um, I don't even know the right questions to ask. Um, <laughs> okay. So that was the inspiration. Um, and well, yeah, what was it like making it? Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Yeah, was this your first? <laughs> this is my first film. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I didn't ever think that I would make it. Mm -hmm. um, I won an award for the screenplay last year, but I never oh. thought I would see it through because the original screenplay had nudity in it and it also involved flying to Maui. And oh. so I kind of put it on the back burner and thought it's just something I'd have in the back of my closet. <laughs> okay. Um, and then around November, my advisor at UH told me that I only had a couple more credits left before I graduated and 
why not take this chance to make the film? Mm. So UH has this um, this class, the 399 class, where it's an independent film project. You get a bunch of your friends together and you make the film. Mm. So I decided to pitch it and they chose it to be made. And um, it was such a great experience. Awesome. I got to work with my best friends to huh. make the film that I've always wanted to make. And we went through hoops. We had to scrap the nudity, of course. Mm. Um, Oahu is prude <laughs> compared really? to the Outer Islands. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Uh, there's no nude beaches here. Hmm. So um, even though we wanted to close the beach off and you know make it so that it's completely private, mm-hmm. uh, the film office was telling us if anyone were to see the film and identify that it was Allen Davis Beach, a pretty popular beach here, hmm. Um, people might assume that that was a nude beach, and so they didn't allow us to do that, which hmm. was unfortunate. That was one of many hurdles we went through. <laughs> no doubt. Um, but no, working with a bunch of students, but really talented film students, was incredible. Everyone huh. was so gung-ho. Everyone put their best foot forward and had so much great creative input mm-hmm. and used all of their talents that they've developed throughout the years Um kind of most of my crew is graduating this semester too so this was our big last hurrah right on and uh over spring break we shot every day of spring break seven days straight Mm -hmm. 12 to 14 hours a day Mm. and we felt so proud afterwards i was so proud of them (laughs) (laughs) i think um i think we would all if we had a chance we would do it again yeah maybe i'm speaking too much for them (laughs) but i had an amazing time um it was it was brutal though. We mm. we ended up using four cameras. Wow. We're about to do pickups, which will add our fifth camera. Oh. So that's not something I recommend to anyone. We just went through a couple of uh, technical issues with some cameras. ACM uh, of UH doesn't let us bring equipment to the beach. Wow, okay. And because the beach is such a strong moment in our story, we had mm-hmm. to go other routes. We borrowed a friend's camera. Ended up using a couple other cameras to do some underwater shots. And mm. so cutting it together right now, post-production has been crazy. Yeah. Um, in c- doing the color corrections so mm. that everything looks like it's shot with one camera and mm-hmm. it's all seamless. So mm. that's going to be a bit of an issue. But we were really lucky. Mm. We ended up going through both HMI and ACM to uh, rent film equipment. Okay. So HMI helped us out so much. A couple of my crew members are doing the internship with HMI, Hawaii Media Incorporated. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and so we got to borrow equipment that was allowed to be on the beach nice. rather, and then separated the ACM equipment onto the other days. Mm-hmm. So very, very fortunate in that sense. And you say borrow, not rented. They lent it to you. It was. We were super fortunate. That's um, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so... It, you know, it was the deal that we'd be renting it, and then when we returned it, they were so gracious hmm. in um, giving us a huge discount slash. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It was really, really cool. That's fantastic. Thank you, HMI. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Really, really fortunate. Um, so why filmmaking? What, what really, what, what got you into um, it? Gosh. How long have you wanted to do it? I guess, I mean, like everyone says, they, they, you know, you get inspired by films growing up. Mm. Um, I don't think... It wasn't something at the forefront of my mind since I was a kid, though, Okay. Be- because I never had the confidence or, or I never thought that that was something really possible for me. Uh-huh. It was more of a hobby. I mean, I would hmm. grow up going to the beach or going hiking waterfalls hmm. and I would always bring my camera with me, mm-hmm. always be taking footage of everything I did, but never knowing what to do with it. Yeah. Um, inspired by by films growing up always watching the same movies over and over again quoting them and (laughs) um getting really obsessed with tv shows and Mm. but then when i started college i always thought that i would go into the more science-minded um uh, path because that's where 
the money was mm-hmm. slash where my parents wanted me to pursue higher higher education in that world mm-hmm. but um the first time through college didn't really work out for me probably oh. because i wasn't doing what i actually wanted to do okay uh so when i went back to school um i saw that uh had a screenwriting class mm-hmm. and i always really wanted to try my hand at screenwriting then i found out that you had to be a uh film major to Mm. register for the course Mm -hmm. so I tried it out love the 310 class where Mm -hmm. you get to you kind of get thrown in the water and get to make (laughs) a bunch of baby films and yeah um, just kind of took it from there I'm the best decision of my life though to go through it made some of the greatest friends and wonderful experiences got to internship on a feature film and it's kind of led me to job opportunities now that I'm about to graduate Mm -hmm. so definitely feeling like I'm right where I'm supposed to be rock on really really cool that's yeah. wonderful yeah so this is your second time in college it is okay. yeah so yeah do you already have a degree I don't know okay. I um okay. it just didn't pan out the sure. way I expected that happens but yeah yeah I, I had to go through some life experiences to really f- hmm. um find what was right for me okay and I wouldn't have it any other way no yeah. regrets no so if you mind me asking how old are you yeah. I'm 27. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I It's just been surprised. Like, I assumed coming in at 36, um, mm-hmm. this is my third time in college, um, that everyone was pretty much, you know, normal college age straight yeah. out of high school. But finding out folks, is most, uh, most folks to talk to are like in their mid to late 20s. So it's really yeah. surprising. So that's that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Kind of gives your brain to uh, a chance to mature a little bit, I Absolutely. guess. Absolutely. I know what you really want. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you go to UH first time around? I um I originally went to USD in San Diego. Oh. I was pursuing a marine science degree there for uh-huh. a couple years. And um, when that got too expensive, I came home for a little bit. Then I went to UH, um, changed my major to anthropology. Um, and, you know, just experimenting with different sciences. And um, then that didn't work out. I ended up getting a job at a restaurant, which I loved and cherished and really learned a lot of um, people skills and got into the... Um, the culture down there in Waikiki mm. and then decided it was time for me to go back to school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I've, uh, I spent a, a number of years in customer service, retail okay. stuff as well. Um, a little bit in the restaurants, um, mm-hmm. mostly in like uh, target call centers and stuff. Okay. I feel like those kinds of experiences give us more meat for stories. Oh my gosh. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, you see the restaurant um, aspect in Hele Kale so much. Yeah. The mom owns the restaurant and they're dealing with this. Um, the, the first scene is uh, inside of a walk-in refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And I, I really was proud of that scene. And it totally looks like a walk-in freezer. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. A little, yeah. little side story behind that. That's a um, an art storage supply closet. <laughs> we <laughs> emptied out all the equipment from and, uh-huh. And my brilliant production designer, Anella Ling, um, dressed it as a fridge. There's tomatoes and um, strawberries and wine bottles. And mm-hmm. we rented the hazer from HMI and made it all <laughs> smoky. And it, it turned out really cool. Rock I was really on. proud of that. Yeah. yeah. So what were some of those movies you were talking about that you watch over and over again oh, that yeah. you love? <laughs> um, well, Jurassic Park. I know ah, we talked yeah, about that yeah, a little yeah, bit. We did, we did, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Did you see that in theaters when it came out then? Like, I don't know if that's mm, the same. I don't think I was allowed to. Oh, yeah, because we're, te- we're, yeah, we're about 10 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like 13, 14. So you would have been about okay. three or four. When it came out <laughs> yeah, we probably wasn't allowed to. But it was definitely on in my house for a while. Actually, wow. I remember having a sleepover with um, 
a couple of my younger brother's friends Mm -hmm. and we watched Jurassic Park and we got a call the next day from one of their parents saying, you let my kid watch Jurassic Park. She's having nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) No, classic, classic. Uh, But my true inspiration, what I really love is Wes Anderson comedies. Uh, Um, I've watched Darjeeling Limited like a thousand times. Mm. I got a chance to go to India and it really, um, it just stuck with me. All the colors and the comedy and and the... uh, emotional grit behind um uh, family dynamics Mm. so i've I've been really inspired by what he does Mm -hmm. um kind of making uh, a painting out of every Hmm. every shot nice yeah every frame of painting that youtube channel yeah yeah that's that's exactly (laughs) what i was thinking of right now i was trying not to quote it exactly yeah (laughs) um yeah with helicolay we just we tried very hard to stick with a a significant color palette all Mm. of their costumes and um different colors in set dressing Mm. in different scenes Mm -hmm. we we tried to pull from both how small towns on maui look uh paia for example on Mm. the north shore um Mm. lots of bright pastel colors um and then of course the um Calais always wears the pink and the yellow oh, and okay. the mom with the orange and mm-hmm. so we wanted to to stick with that mm-hmm. um i'm really happy with how it turned out yeah we have a lot of work to go oh, okay. <laughs> we're doing pickups on sunday we're gonna All shoot right. a couple of um just smaller scenes that mm-hmm. um i think we could make better after mm-hmm. now seeing it on the big screen for the first time last week with my with my crew mm-hmm. so yeah so this is your first film doing like with a crew and stuff. Have you mm-hmm. done stuff prior to that though, like just for fun? Um, like you mentioned, like going on hikes and stuff. But did you ever try to make like a movie? Yeah, I I kind of missed the whole iMovie stage. Okay. I'm a little too old for that. Uh-huh. So when I was growing up, the we would just take the shots and it would just stay there. Okay. So I never really put anything together in an edit until mm-hmm. I entered 310, that uh, first film class. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe now I can go back and I can grab some of that footage and <laughs> stick it together. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, this is all very new for me. Hmm. It's, uh, yeah. I'm really proud to be able to leave film school with a film. I didn't think that that was going to happen. So hmm. I'm really feeling fortunate. Yeah. 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 Uh, what is it you love about directing or, or oh, filmmaking gosh. in general? Um, I like having my hands in many pots. Hmm. So with directing, which... It's probably not what I'm supposed to do as the director. I, <laughs> you really should just focus on um, your actors and what emotions you're trying to portray. But uh-huh. what I really enjoyed about that spring break was, um, God, I don't want to say being in control of everything, but getting to witness everything get done by my crew, mm. um, getting to to uh, yeah control things or, or help out in, in so many different places. I mean, I was picking out the equipment and then going and picking it up and, and helping dress the sets and designing the sets, designing the wardrobe, um, you know, working through the night to revamp the script to make it funnier mm. or, or working with my DP and discussing what kind of shots we would like. Mm. I really like um, the big umbrella of filmmaking. I like overseeing all of it. Mm-hmm. So maybe in my future I could see producing or um, mm. I would love to direct again for yeah. sure, for sure. But I think... Because I had my hands in so many different areas, um, some of, that's why we have to do pickups. Because maybe ah. my in directing, I wasn't as focused on the day, mm. um, and maybe that's just my self consciousness uh, <laughs> coming into play yeah. too. Or I'm also a huge critic of myself and know that we can ah. make it better. So mm. aren't we all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, film is um, it's a long process and it really never dies, mm. never never sleeps. I mean, yeah. Um, we apply for. Hawaii Film Festival in July. So that's kind oh. of like our hard deadline. Okay. And we'll be working 
nonstop till then. That's the submission deadline. Submission deadline. For a hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hawaii International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Looking to hire a composer and oh. get the, you know, the good color correcting done mm-hmm. and really making it look fresh. Nice. We want to try to go to Toronto and Colorado oh, yeah. and yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Okay. Shooting for the stars. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, after after Haley Calais is, is done or mm-hmm. as some say abandoned, you know, because ah. he can keep working on a work of art forever. And then yeah. it just has to reach this point where you're like, okay, it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's after that? Like after you, the festivals and stuff. You mentioned um, some summer, interesting summer work you've got coming I up. I do, yeah. Um, Are you allowed to talk about that? I'm, I, I can talk about that, okay. yeah. Um, I have now started my life as a PA, <laughs> a okay. production assistant. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of the, um, the starting position in film. If you're going to work on big budget movie sets, you mm. start as a production assistant where you set up pop-up tents, um, uh, kind of lead the crew where they need to be. You're plugged into the mm. walkie talkies. You act as the communication basis. Mm-hmm. You pass out waters. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like being a busser at a restaurant, I guess. Hey. And you work your way up. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working on, um, on the new Netflix Marvel TV show. Oh. Um, and then this summer, hopefully on Jurassic World. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. Um, I also just just got um, word that I'll be going to Shanghai Whoa. for um, the... ACM exchange program that they do with the Shanghai University students over there. So I'll be going to Shanghai for 20 days and working on a short film with students over there. Okay. So that's going to be a huge part of my summer. Wow. First time going to China. First Uh time going to Asia, I think, too. No, I've been to India, but... um, but it'll be really cool to do it for film mm-hmm. rather than just a family trip sure. you know, or a leisure trip. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll be intense. I got to buy some business clothes, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> to wear in Shanghai. Huh. I'm excited. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so how did you get into PA work first off? Oh, um, really fortunate to have been involved in the 442 Go For Broke movie over oh. um, winter break. Yeah, that's been getting a lot of publicity a lot of publicity yeah, yeah i'm really happy for them about the uh, world war ii yes um, yeah army thing yeah or? it's about the uh, the varsity victory volunteers who um were uh students who felt that they wanted to give back um to their country but unfortunately because of the discrimination back in that time against nisei or japanese americans mm. um they weren't allowed to enlist and oh. so they banded together and um kind of fought the power in a sense and were able to start their own branch of the military. I don't know if oh. I'm saying that right. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they started the, the 442 and they were able to go overseas and, and fight for um, the American side and ended up being the most awarded branch of the military that most awarded um uh, they're they're part of the army though. Part of the army, yeah, yeah. But I'm, like, I'm not uh, saying um, this the right way. I can't think of the terminology either. Um Anyway. Anyway, they were uh, yeah, like a brigade or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. They were oh, um, sorry, army very, people. <laughs> <laughs> they were um, uh, just showered in awards, and um, wow. it's a really wonderful story. Hmm. Very, very happy to be involved with it. Mm-hmm. All local crew, so I got to mingle and meet and um, learn how to be on a set, which I think that is something that ACM kind of forgets to teach us, hmm. which is like. Um, how to respond on a walkie-talkie, uh, okay. how to... A little nitty-gritty stuff. Yeah, yeah. Th- mm. Those things that really will help you um, get work out of college mm. um, and not just go into the creative field, move to L.A. and write scripts and try to get your script published sure. or, um, or made into a film. Mm-hmm. 
So that was huge experience. I was able to work under Alana Bambino. She was mm -hmm. the um, art director of that mm -hmm. film. She's a, a recent ACM grad as well. And um, in art department, I was able to help um, dress the sets. So we would, we made bunk beds, we moved furniture around, picked up furniture from Pearl City and dragged it all the way to the North Shore. Wow. And, like, it was really cool to be so hands-on. Mm -hmm. So when I watch little bits of the footage, I'm like, I dressed that set. <laughs> <laughs> that's my typewriter right there. I placed it right there. <laughs> yeah, that's my handwriting on the wall. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, side note, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I sweat like a pig because um, I just am hot normally. Yeah. Um, are you okay? I'm doing good. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. cool. Cruising. Cool. So, mm -hmm. when is um, Go for Broke is still in post production then? Yes, still in post production. I think they're aiming to release it in the fall sometime. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see it at HIF. Right on. I'm really excited. Yeah. 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 So, that's where you got your PA start? That's where I got my PA start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to meet some of the um, some of the higher ups there that also work in other feature films. Mm -hmm. um, and because I was there every day and willing to do whatever they asked me. Um, I got a call after it was done and asked to work on something else. That's kind of okay. how it works in Hawaii, you know? It's yeah. all about who you know. Sure. And also putting your best foot forward and being positive. And, right. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely being positive is a huge, huge thing. Hmm. Um, and a lot of the people on set were so open and willing to give us all advice, all the ACM interns. Hmm. They, um, they really... It, it was just a great experience. They all wanted us to grow and learn. And I feel like by the end of the 20 days of the internship, we all grew so much and were more confident in ourselves and how to be on a set. And mm. it really helped us in making Heli Kalei because I feel like we modeled our set off of how they ran things with such uh, no ego, such open mindedness. We took on some three tenors and two five fivers which is the the beginning entry level classes in acm mm -hmm. and um kind of taught them the ropes how to respond on walkie talkies how to set up a base camp how to uh. um you know move equipment or set up equipment in a certain way mm -hmm. um it, it really it really helped us out hmm. i was so proud of our set really as professional as we could make it for a student film yeah. really really love my crew uh, yeah yeah very cool yeah that's one thing i'm looking forward to is taking 310 um, cause this is my, I'm wrapping up my second semester, but mm -hmm. I understand you're supposed to actually take that your first semester in ACM. I was going to say, you're a little late to be taking 310. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Uh, cause I was transitioning out of the Navy at the time okay. and, um, because of, I guess, deadlines, time crunches, whatever, I didn't actually get an advisor until mm. halfway through the semester. Mm. And it's Lizette who's going on sabbatical <laughs> for oh, a year. Um, so I'll be getting a new, uh, advisor, but I've, okay. I've no, I, I feel like over half of the professors now and they're all just awesome and they're fantastic mm -hmm. and i i don't care who i get because i know they'll be great mm -hmm. um but up to this point i've made short films on my own i've never had a crew or anything mm -hmm. so uh, i understand 310 you can kind of still do it solo or you can start to develop a crew and stuff and um that's what i'm looking forward to yeah uh, is yeah. is trying to do this and be able to say oh i don't have to worry about that i just have to worry about such and such getting it done yes right yes well um i hope that you do go into 310 still um embracing that because mm -hmm. i think a lot of people do 310 not knowing that they can ask for other people's help mm. um from my experience i did everything on my own with 310 and maybe that's okay. because i was not as comfortable in the program didn't know a lot of people or didn't know how filmmaking worked mm -hmm. um and that didn't that didn't leave me with the best of films from, oh. from that semester hmm. so definitely um keep thinking that use your group members you'll be assigned a group hmm. and then and 
use them use your house's location gosh you have such mm. a nice house <laughs> um little things like that will mm. will help you out definitely mm. and simplify i think um people really they try to make make too complicated of scripts their first semester oh sure sure um, so yeah simplify really work on character arcs emotional changes mm. have you taken joel's screenwriting class or any screenwriting uh, i took uh the uh exactly. villies oh okay um, so two, two three fifty five instead okay. of fifty mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. gotcha so you know you know so that was cool portray that was a wake-up call because i'm used to writing more prose like um mm. novel style narrative style so yeah. more internal whereas screenwriting is the exact opposite everything is yes external and visual yes like you can't have an inner monologue unless it's a voiceover nope. or unless it's a subtextual message for something else that's being visually portrayed yep. yeah so that was like that blew my mind that was one of the first it's a like challenge yeah Ooh, it's rough yeah, yeah. and i uh, kind of got butchered on some of my first assignments but mm. then started to get it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's kind of like taking what i know but just turning it in a different direction i yeah, guess tweak it yeah yeah it's like a puzzle or a game mm-hmm. oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Really and that process. Uh, same thing with joel's class this semester uh directing the actor on screen oh did you take that yeah before 310 <laughs> yeah <Whoa. laughs> I, don't, I don't know it's like i said it's, it's weird but yeah, uh it's yeah. working out You're ahead um, of the game definitely yeah, yeah. um like all my my directing techniques have been self-taught and Mm. some things have been successful successful some things haven't and now in my late 30s i'm kind of entrenched in what i already know and then learning what joel is teaching us like i remember thinking some of the first stuff he taught us was like the stereotypical artsy fartsy things Mm. you 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 see kind of mocked in films and, and on tv yeah um but you know i just had to really get to a point where i'm like okay i don't know everything I've got to submit myself to his instruction and try it. Yes. And once I was able to wrap my mind around that, then it was like, oh, okay, I'm good at this. I yes. can do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a point for all of those ridiculous exercises. Or exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a real exercise in, in humility and uh, mm. just getting back to that point of wanting to learn, being open to learn, I guess, mm-hmm. willing to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of an acting class, isn't it? It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, put yourself in the... the you know the body of the actors that you mm-hmm. will be directing yeah and you can understand how to get them motivated to do what you want them to do yeah yeah and last night was our last class and he explained that like it's, it's, it's in order to learn how to direct you kind of have to be in the shoes of the actor yes yeah because if you think about it you act more than you direct when you're busted into your groups mm-hmm. you have to uh if you're in like the first half then you direct one scene act in another scene mm-hmm. and then the second half if you already directed you don't direct again but you act again in another mm-hmm, group so mm-hmm. that's like two out of three times you're acting instead of directing mm-hmm. so yeah yeah <laughs> lessons i unfortunately didn't get a chance to take either his directing the camera or directing the actor class uh, that's a huge regret mm. and i've heard wonderful things about that and joel's just fantastic mm. i took both his advanced screenwriting and his um, screenwriting class and mm-hmm. learned so so much mm. but maybe if i ever go back mm-hmm. um, i can try it out again yeah Cool. Yeah. Um, shoot, what was I going to say? Uh, so how did you manage directing the your actors for Haley Calais? Oh, gosh. <laughs> kind of just um, like ran, you, run and gun. You know? <laughs> well, how, how do you, like, that's the question, I guess, which is fundamental to directing, is how do you get someone to do something that's yeah. not necessarily natural to them? Yeah, um, it's how, all about having them put themselves in the place of the character. So mm. having them understand 
the reasons behind um, why the character is the way that they are. Hmm. So we had a lot of sessions where we would discuss maybe the past of Galay, what hmm. she has gone through in her um, childhood, mm-hmm. or for Janice, the mother character, um, what made her so uptight hmm. and controlling over her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so putting them in that mindset and then just kind of letting the actors do whatever they felt would be the next step for that character. Mm-hmm. It was really eye-opening because it sometimes changed from what I thought would happen. Sure. Um, so as a director, you have to be really open to um, changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and But that offers the most natural reaction. That's what you want, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, that happened a lot in rehearsals where I would you know, try to control everything, mm-hmm. um, but having them really really take the script and run with it yeah i was able to see maybe a much more flowery scene that mm. that i had been held back from before mm-hmm. i definitely recommend um to future filmmakers to take the chance to rehearse with your actors as many times as you can before mm. you get to the set mm-hmm. because on the day at the set you're going to be so busy with so many other things mm. um going mm. on and time is always ticking the sun is going down and mm-hmm. um you never know what kind of technical issues you're going to run into and if you're like me and you like to have your hands in a t- bunch of different areas there's not going to be a lot of time to um, rehearse things like blocking something so simple yeah so taking advantage of we had three rehearsal sessions hmm. um, was huge benefit because mm-hmm. then it, my actors got there they got in wardrobe they were exactly where they're supposed to be and mm-hmm. i was really really lucky with um our casted actors as well nice um so depending on who you cast is another this is kind of going on a side tangent but um <laughs> That will change uh, the state of your film as well. Hmm. Um, you start out with a script, you have a vision, but right. through all these different stages of pre-production and then production, um, the script takes on a life of its own, or the, the film does. Hmm. Um, we ended up casting a Finnish girl to play Calais, oh. um, where my original thought was to do a, a local Howley who, uh-huh. you know, who can speak pigeon and who it was obvious had grown up here her whole life and mm-hmm. identified with, with that story I was trying to portray. But through casting, it began to look more and more um, like we wanted to cast Rebecca. She's hmm. fantastic, mm-hmm. just gorgeous, and a wonderful range in her acting capabilities. So she was the standout, and we decided to go with her. And I hmm. think that, um, that the story still is there. The story is still strong enough to that feeling of how a foreigner or someone who is maybe not um, not supposed to be in that place or, or someone who isn't typically of Hawaii um, mm-hmm. goes through their life here. Mm-hmm. So I think the story, the message is still there. Mm-hmm. Just little things, little <laughs> changes throughout the way. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, how, how did that alter your vision? Um, uh, with her as the little things lady. like we had to cut some pigeon lines okay. um, because having her speak pigeon was a I mean she's wonderful and she definitely gave it her all um, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have sounded as natural as I would have wanted it to sure um, I also <laughs> I, yeah. I have that problem I um, whenever I'm like hearing a different language or learning a different dialect or something, I automatically start trying to talk like it. I don't even think about it, yeah. but I, I love new expressions and I do it to my wife who grew up here and she's like, no, 
No. <laughs> Keep trying. You'll assimilate. Yeah. Great. <laughs> but no, growing up around it, I mm. didn't realize how difficult it would be to kind of take on that that dialect. Mm. So, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and little things like her accent coming out in, in some of the lines, it used to bother me a lot more. And now when I watch the film, it just adds more to the character and mm. it's just become its own separate story. Mm-hmm. So. I'm I'm still really happy with how it turned out. That's lovely. I Thank you. absolutely enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Even for a rough cut, you know, I could I could see where some color correcting could yeah. hadn't happened yet, but yeah. other than that, it was fantastic. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. Uh, I could definitely see the Wes Anderson um, yes. influence in it yeah. uh, and the, yeah. the cinematography and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just the characters were were great, fleshed out. Thank you. Fully dimensional. My favorite line. Well, what made me laugh out loud was the. Um, uh, where the they run into the lady with the tattoo. Yes, Emma. <laughs> oh my up. gosh. <laughs> supposed to say oh, co- uh, kohole, but kohole. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, her character is supposed to be the um, the inspiration for Kalei to to decide that she can do whatever she wants to do and doesn't uh, have to be controlled by whatever society wants her to do, uh-huh. whatever her mom wants her to do, or yeah. whatever this this higher being you know mm-hmm. has planned for her. Sure. She, she she can get a tattoo that says Okole and be okay with it. Yeah. You know? so, um, I, I love that people laugh at that line. I'm just, um, <laughs> I really always wanted to write comedy and hmm. this film turned out to be a lot more dramatic than I had in mind. Hmm. But, uh, hmm. but maybe my next time around would be more comical. Well, that's kind of the, the brilliance of Wes Anderson's style is mm-hmm. it's, he has this amazing balance of like, gut-busting comedy and then like heartbreaking drama and yeah. tragedy in his stuff yeah like in royal tenenbaums um the way um uh, hang on of course royal um his interactions with his his kids are you know it's you know he's a bad father but sometimes funny and yeah and how things happen and then he faking his cancer and then when uh richie tries to kill himself it's like mm-hmm. where did that come from <laughs> <laughs> um but still being able to bring humor out of it and um, he's one of my favorite directors too wonderful like my yeah. favorites uh film of all time is is a really close oh geez i forgot about budapest um mm. um well no it's still like I, I would have to say um life aquatic okay is yeah. my, my favorite yeah. like film of all time that's one where people are always they're either they love it or they hate it yeah no, I, I love that film and a close second is Royal Tenenbaums and then yeah. Grand Budapest is just this wonderful love story oh, wonderful. love story heist whatever how about um, Fantastic Mr. Fox Have that was seen fun it? yeah uh, I saw, only saw it once okay I okay. do need to see it again it deserves another watch there. yeah it's so good I think I saw it on an airplane okay yeah yeah, yeah. Gotta put it on the big screen yeah it's good yeah yeah definitely um definitely wanted to to capture that that mm. drama and and good feeling the the inspiration yeah. that she goes through in the end mm-hmm. um i'm really happy with how, how that that all panned out so you mentioned you wanted nudity in it originally um, yeah. and that was supposed to be the beach yeah is that supposed to symbolize like her liberation her freedom absolutely okay. yes so that mixed with um how north shore maui really is i mean there's nude beaches everywhere and mm. people are just so free to express themselves and mm not thinking about how they're being judged on the outside and mm-hmm. um the, the two women are supposed to, or Calais and her mom are run up to the ledge and they see this nude beach and dancing hippies going on oh. and bongo drums and didgeridoos mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um something that the mom character would not approve of in mm-hmm. in the slightest but mm-hmm. in seeing them they both kind of um let down their guards and are really able to be themselves mm-hmm. and, and act authentically and truthful towards each other mm-hmm. and 
and because of how the course of the story plays out, Kalei is constantly getting inspired by these other characters that she runs into, and that's kind of the final straw, is running okay. into the nudity, and she decides um, to join them in okay. the end. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so cool. it, it worked out. We still did, um, you know, we just made them into crazy clothed hippies. <laughs> sure. <each>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. Love my extras. Oh, yeah. They went through so much. Yeah. They just looked like circus freaks on the beach. Yeah. We had a really fun day that, that was day. was great. Really fun. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of, um, what was it like growing up? You mentioned struggles and, and whatnot. Like what yeah. was one of the biggest challenges you faced? Um, What'd you say? Hmm. I was really lucky. Hmm. Um, also, I think my height kind of um, <laughs> allowed me not to get bullied as uh, much. Okay, sure. I'm tall. There's something so, about tall um, people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and because I, I kind of carried myself, um, you know, with more of like a, a confidence because I grew up in an area where it was really country, rural, lots of locals. Oh, um, nice. So I always identified with that sort of culture and they knew that about me. I could speak pigeon fluently. I've gotten mm. into fights and kind of have a little tit inside of me. Nice. So I, I didn't go through a lot of um, negativity, but I always knew that it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the damn Howley um, mm. slogan is such a big thing. There used to be kill Howley day um, oh. in, in schools. So nice. uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just something um, that maybe people on the mainland don't realize um, mm. happens here. Sure. You know, discrimination happens to everyone yeah. regardless of your race or mm. yeah. So I wanted to make a film that showed that cause I have mm. never seen a film um, where I could identify with the character. Right. Something that like, uh, like, uh, Moana just came out uh-huh. and um, Moana is the princess that I mostly identify with rather than Belle or Cinderella sure. which is you know my skin color uh-huh. more and it's just strange because I don't have that blood in mm. me that Pacific Islander blood mm-hmm. but because this is my home this is where my my mom grew up this is where my grandma grew up this you know this is I don't have anywhere else to go mm. so I really wanted to show that struggle mm-hmm. um yeah, I grew up in uh, the North Shore of Maui in Huelo um, by Twin Falls hmm. and um, grew up with chickens fighting on the bus. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah, pretty much the only Howley girl on the bus. My wow. bus driver would call me um, Miss Tolly. <laughs> hey, Miss Tolly, how's it? Nice. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was, it's, it was a fun, fun childhood. Oh, okay. Rugged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dirt road, um, water catchment. Uh, solar power mm. just real country living out there yeah oh, backyard waterfalls yeah and how did your your parents come to live um, there my dad is from new jersey but he moved out when he was 18 okay so back when um waikiki he moved originally to waikiki back in the 80s when it was really fun waikiki mm. now it's so touristy and it, mm-hmm. i guess it's always been touristy but it used to be more of a local hangout yeah um, there's places like the wave or um, hula's where mm. people would go and, and party and he says these crazy stories where he lived with in a studio apartment with 13 other people and mm. he spent a year living on the lanai wow <laughs> yeah my mom is from Kanioli. Oh, okay. so mm-hmm. um and my grandma had been there since she was in her 20s mm-hmm. So we moved to Maui when I was seven. Hmm. Um, I was born in Eva Beach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I consider Maui my home, though. I don't really remember much of, of Eva's side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It seems like Waikiki is t- trying to be more like a New York or yeah. L.A. or something. Totally. With all the like luxury brands and mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite place to be. No. Um, 
yeah, the whole Howley thing is something I've been sensitive to since I've started to get more into the local scene after meeting my wife. Yeah. Uh, who's, uh, she grew up here in Pearl, not here, I yeah, but uh, in Pearl City. Okay. Um, prior to that, uh, just, you know, Navy living on base for a while, then I moved off and did live, in, live up in Pearl City uh, for about a year or so before meeting her. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, like just um, getting out of my, right, my usual bubble. You know, of, um, you know, kind of insulated military folks. Um, Like, I am one of, I think, three Howleys at uh, family gatherings. Okay. (laughs) Like, there are a couple aunties uh, who are are white. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm the only white dude, I guess. Nice. Nice. And, like, walking around places like Kahala Mall, um, the first few times I did it uh, by myself, I was like, oh, I'm the only white person in here right now. Yeah. (laughs) And it's nothing, like, unnerving or anything. It's just, you know, a a reverse of what I'm accustomed to and what um, most people who envision Hawaii are accustomed to. Because he talked Mm -hmm. about no one really knows about the discrimination uh, so much because they spend most of their time in Waikiki or in specially developed tourist spots mm-hmm. made for them mm-hmm. to give them the best experience possible. Mm-hmm. They're not going to know about the sovereignty movement. They're not going to know about the homesteading and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's great that you're trying to bring that side out and not in a way that's uh, just like, Hey, you ignorant <laughs> mother effers. This is what's really going on. Get educated. You're just like, yeah, it just happens. And here's a story about it. Yeah. 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 It's the, um, the Joel always ta- teaches us to write what we know. It's yeah. That was yeah, the inspiration there. Mm-hmm. I just sat down and I wrote, <laughs> my mom works at a restaurant and mm. <laughs> everyone comes up to me and they're like, do you play Tycho? Like, no, no. <laughs> but a lot of it draws from my own life experiences. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So um, one thing we, we have, we've talked about in class um, is like what makes an indigenous film? Mm. Like, do you feel mm-hmm. like this is kind of an indigenous, not quite. Interesting. You know, well, I don't know about if this, but do you feel, you know, maybe that's a dumb question. I'm going to well, say, do you feel like you can make an indigenous film or? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, um, we talked about last time in class um, because the filmmaker is indigenous. Does that make any film that they make an indigenous yeah. film? Um, and then we learned the term pay. Pakeha? Pakeha. Oh, yeah, yeah, from um, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, the, the Their term version for Howley. Of Howley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, being a Pakeha or a Howley uh-huh. filmmaker, but this is where I grew up and all that I know, um, I guess, in a sense, mm. it could be considered an indigenous filmmaker. Mm. I don't know. That's such a, a up for discussion kind of thing. Yeah, um, maybe it's not appropriate to well, ask. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh. I definitely, I, I wanted to showcase island culture. And mm. so, you know, using pigeon or using... Um, cultural like set dressings like um, mm. the character of Emma is drinking a Heineken mm-hmm. and, and wears the gold bracelets and, mm-hmm. and the tattoo is written in that in that um, signature cursive old style lettering that you see in, in Hawaiian tattoos little mm-hmm. things like that um, I wanted to showcase Hawaiian culture mm-hmm. so I don't know if that adds to it being indigenous it's definitely not a whitewashed um Right. old style Hollywood film that just, just takes place in uh-huh. Hawaii. Yeah. It definitely has senses of, of the actual culture and, and the realism that, that is Hawaii right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was pretty proud of that. Mm-hmm. I think we could have done more, hmm. but I'm, I'm always analyzing it, you know, mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. next film. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what other films do you think you'd like to do? Ooh, 
Like you're in charge. Oh yeah, I I've always wanted to make a musical. Oh. I want to do like a musical comedy. Uh, I love Book of Mormon, mm. of course, Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to do maybe a Hawaiian musical. Um, mm. There's that play, People That You Meet in Longs. I think that's oh. the title of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's completely in pigeon and just um, you know discusses like the normal uh, day as you wander through Longs. Mm. And I would love to do something like that. Um, you know, also introducing Hawaiian culture to the stage and mm. hopefully having some comedy in there. Have you seen Book of Mormon? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. It's got such an, an adult twist on it. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Yeah. Um, rather than just for the kids, like a sure. Lion King musical or anything. Mm. Mm-hmm. More for an adult audience. Right, right. Um, yeah, definitely more comedy. Um, I don't think I have a dark eye. I don't really like gore mm. or... Um, action films war films I'd, mm-hmm. I'd really more um that's why i like wes anderson so much i like that light feel mm. but also with a passion message mm. you know I'd, I'd like to hit home with the the message with it but yeah. to tell it in a light way sure yeah yeah and so is that um is that what you say would draw you to comedy yeah yeah i think characters mm. definitely it's not about the the storyline it's more about um how crazy the characters are or um their own character their own arcs how they relate to each other i definitely see that in my my own life how we're all such different people and the way that we interact with each other just there's comedy everywhere hmm. you know mm-hmm. so, yeah <laughs> so my influences i love the office oh yeah um I love Lost for that, for oh. their, the characters, which isn't a comedy. Saw but um, Lost. Really? Though? Yeah. Living here in Hawaii? You know? I know. Well, that was yeah. after. Yeah. yeah okay. But. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> that was one where every Wednesday night, me and my family would get together and we nice. watched Lost. I remember my dad would come home in the middle of the episode every <laughs> Wednesday night and we'd all be like, shh, Lost <laughs> is on. Yeah. We'd like tiptoe in and sit down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely all about the characters. Wow. And I noticed your Stormtrooper t-shirt. Oh, may the fourth be with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Star Wars fan. Star Wars fan for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you think of um, Force Awakens, Rogue One? Mm, loved them. Loved them both. Yeah. Yeah. Rogue One. That was, I love that it wasn't spoiled for me. Yeah. So I, God, it was so good. Mm. I mean, talk about characters. You really mm-hmm. get to love them and then. Yeah, mm-hmm. when that happens. <laughs> um, what's your opinion, if any, on like the emergence of these more strong female leads? It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, as a woman filmmaker, I'd love mm-hmm. to see more of that. Love mm. to see more of um, women being represented in in the place of, I mean, of male heroes. Mm-hmm. I think that women can do just the same thing as as these male superheroes can i would love to see a black widow movie oh, why yeah. haven't we gotten that mm-hmm. yet things like that mm-hmm. um i recently went to the hawaii women filmmakers meeting they meet almost every month in on wailai yeah yeah hawaii um, filmmakers collective yes yeah, yeah exactly so i went with my producer and my assistant director and we got to talk about our film a little bit and hear about what other women filmmakers in hawaii are doing nice and that was really really cool it's gosh it's like a renaissance going on right now That's all awesome. these female filmmakers um i guess the last meeting they had is the one that Jaina actually spoke at no way Oh, yeah. I missed it. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> the small world or a small S- island. Super small island. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially the film community. Gosh. Yeah. Um, the one that I went to the month before that was uh-huh. Vili's wife. No kidding. Yeah, Bernadette. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, really, really cool. Wow. Yeah, I bumped into them um, 
month or two ago at Kahala Mall. Oh. Um, my wife and I were there um, with our son having a little happy hour with some friends. And then mm-hmm. as we were trying to get back to our car up on the top uh, level of the parking structure, we just kept bumping into more people. And then finally, uh, yeah, as as soon as we came out of the elevator, like more people and then Billy and his wife came be like, oh, Clifford, how are you doing? (laughs) Like, hey, (laughs) what's up? We're going to see hidden figures. (laughs) Like, okay, cool. (laughs) Filmmakers. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I kind of left Maui because that always happens. Oh, really? Big city experience. But then it happens here, too. I think it would happen. No matter where you go, mm. you know, you have similar interests with people and mm-hmm. you share these communities and mm-hmm. there is, there is a, a beauty to that. Mm. Maui is just really small town. Everyone mm-hmm. knows everything about mm. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready to get out for yeah. a little bit, mm. but it'll always be my home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, pushing gears a little bit. You mentioned, uh, you grew up uh, with a Catholic background. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was super heavy. Like, um, Pete Holmes's experience. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, grew up going to church every Sunday uh-huh. um, when I was about to receive not receive but be confirmed as oh, a Catholic uh-huh. um, I was halfway through the training process and I remember in high school approaching my mom being like I don't want to continue I don't want to finish oh, it and really? so um, I don't really remember what I gave her as the reason but uh-huh. she was super okay with it mm-hmm. and we didn't really have to discuss it okay um, and then slowly we stopped going to church every Sunday and hmm. maybe we got a new a priest at the church and it mm. wasn't wasn't as um as family like it wasn't as mm. open mm-hmm. um you know the going to church is so great when you're a kid because it gives you that that normalcy it gives you that routine and you start sure. to know people in your community especially growing up in haiku on maui it's mm. so tight-knit and mm-hmm. just having that sense of community was really i, I really appreciated so i i mm. don't regret that sense mm-hmm. but um I'm, I feel lucky that I didn't go to Catholic school throughout, mm. you know, I, I enjoyed going to public school and, mm-hmm. and getting to know how to live in that sense rather mm. than being so closed off and in mm. that little bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I did end up going to USD, which is a Catholic university. And so uh. that was an interesting change to meet people who had been going to all Catholic girls schools their entire life mm. and, and then going to college and not really knowing, um, or just having a different background and so being different people. Hmm. That was that was interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I would have a completely Catholic background. Okay. Just, just kind of know. A little bit. It. I'm baptized. Okay. You know, I, yeah, I receive the, the uh, blood, body and blood, mm. <laughs> which, which I enjoy. I love having that cultural background too. Yeah. Because I feel like as Howleys in Hawaii, we don't have a lot to cling to. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, so I like I like knowing the references. I sure. Guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, would you say um, your spirituality influences your storytelling or your Ooh. aspirations at all, um, or is it just kind of in the background? I think it does. Hmm. Uh, my spirituality, in a sense, that I am open to um, to learning about the world's cultures. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've mm-hmm. definitely developed this. Um, the spiritual sense of wanting to learn more. I, when I traveled to India, um, mm. we did a lot of um, traveling to different temples, and uh. going to ashrams, and um, that was with your family. That was with um, no, with some friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but this past summer, I did Machu Picchu with my family oh. and um, had some experiences with shaman. Okay. It was really cool. Me, my brother, and and uh, 
and my boyfriend did ayahuasca with a no shaman. kidding <laughs> yeah dude so that was incredible okay it influences the way i tell stories now yeah so yeah. what was that like it was great yeah did you meet the purple <laughs> yeah. lady <laughs> no no purple lady and actually okay. I've, I've heard a lot of different stories about um a womanly figure coming mm. um i didn't meet any um human figure body okay i instead had a lot of interaction with a female spider interesting very interesting yes like a giant you know gregor spider like oh. a metamorphosis kind okay she, she kind of um Is she like helping me. any pigs out of uh, binds or anything? No. Terrific no, pigs? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babe. <laughs> Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web, same, yeah. same. No, um, she kind of guided me through um, my past, and uh-huh. I, I encountered different people that I had had conflicts with before um, and was able to forgive them for Whoa. certain things. Um, and then towards the end of my experience, she stepped over me, this huge, huge spider, and yeah. I entered into her... Um, her lady parts and she oh. just took me in and I was able to enter like a different realm sort Whoa. of thing yeah and I I, had, I left the experience and shared the next day as a circle with the other shaman um, uh-huh. that I went into the experience not wanting children and I left it wanting to be a mom and wanting huh. to have kids one day no and, kidding and, you know shed my my motherly um, passions with them where yeah. I, I used to be so all about myself uh-huh. and, and I left it wanting to give that's crazy that's yeah. but that's cool not not like crazy in a bad way just like wow it was really cool to have it changed <laughs> like that yeah huh. yeah, yeah. The, the shaman were so sweet they they yeah. loved hearing that story uh-huh. hearing um how people changed throughout it because everyone had something different to share mm-hmm. about how it affected them and hmm. gosh it's like six hours straight of just crying because oh. you're cleansing and you're just crying so hard but i remember uh-huh. saying thank you over and over again while i was crying uh not thank you to anything but mm-hmm. i just couldn't hold it back this gratitude to the universe i guess so yeah, yeah. gratitude to let things go that mm. i didn't know i was holding on to sure past. Yeah. yeah yeah so i felt like i like i was face to face with these people who had harmed me that i had suppressed throughout the years and huh. and getting to forgive them but yeah it was like a weight lifted it's crazy that's awesome really and cool that's yeah. like that's like um like an old long-standing tradition or or practice mm. isn't it it is yeah, yeah ayahuasca yeah. and meeting super with shamans ancient um, and super um, super certain cultures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah the way i see it, that's that's the way you're describing it that's like condensed therapy yes. you know like nowadays i mean among other things but uh, just for this one specific issue like it could take years like i was i did three yeah. years of therapy and it took me that long um, and change, and up until like recent, like last couple years or so, yeah. to like really have those things I learned flesh out. Yeah. And there is something, you know, like not to say that's a that's a quick fix um, with the you know ayahuasca, um, but um, I mean, it just seems like if we were more in tune with older practices, older ways of life, and, and you know nowadays how we're all isolated in our little bubbles, even yeah. like communal bubbles, we're still kind of alone, um, yes. and 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 closing ourselves off to new experiences and interactions with people because we're stuck on our phones and Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, We just totally lose that old sense of community that we were forced into for survival, (laughs) basically. Um, And it just seems like we're more aware or more Mm -hmm. like issues come out now because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what's special about um, stepping into the, the yurt where you, you receive the ayahuasca, Mm. um, is it forces you to surrender 
to it mm-hmm. and then you just let the experiences happen to you mm-hmm. so there's no ego there there's mm-hmm. it's not like you're you have to continue to pretend to be someone that you usually are as you go through life where mm-hmm. i have i've been through therapy as well and mm. i feel like you still have that guard up even when you go to visit the therapist yeah yeah but you know like with with the the drug experience mm-hmm. um that kind of like turns that i feel like it, it turns that part of your brain off or your part of your mm-hmm. mind off so you have no choice and with therapy mm-hmm. uh in my experience um something similar happened like there would have to be some kind of traumatic event mm. or some kind of um thing that would like just hurt so bad that it would just you, you just wanted to change and it would it would kill that ego part because yeah. you'd maybe like built up so much worth or beliefs in a certain thing yeah. and then it just goes away mm-hmm. like for me it was a woman and mm-hmm. um once she went away then i was just like mm-hmm. and i was like this, i can't take this anymore i'll do anything to you know get well emotionally yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. the, the, yeah. the parallels between the things. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause it makes you hurt. On <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Um, when you, you enter the, the yurt mm-hmm. and everyone has a bucket next to their sleeping bags oh. and they had warned us before that you will throw up. Ah. But when I entered and I saw the bucket next to each and every sleeping bag, it like clicked to me that we will all be throwing up in that bucket next Yay. to each other. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it, yeah. Cleansing. Um, you have to cleanse for three days ahead of time, drinking the mm. volcanic water and mm. not eating meat or alcohol or, or smoking in any sense. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, I mean, if you do it the right way and you go in with an open mind, it can really do your body some good or your mm. mind some good. Sure. Yeah. And this is with your family? Was it like group ayahuasca therapy? (laughs) I don't recommend doing it with your parents, but uh, no, I I got to do it with my brother. So that was a huge, oh my gosh, growing up with him, um, Mm -hmm. I don't think we ever um, had the relationship that we do now Mm. where we're so open. And I think growing up, we both put up the the walls where, Mm. where we lived as, I don't know, we lived the way that society wanted us to live or or you know we were pretending to be people that we weren't and Mm. so you know it was a household of not allowed to swear or not allowed to talk about sex and Mm. um you know different things that would weigh us down and not let us be who we wanted to be and Mm. then we went our separate ways to go to college and Mm. didn't see each other a lot never talk never text or anything like that but Mm. now that we've gone through that experience and are able to laugh really freely and not feel mm. judged by each other um nice. now we're just so much closer that's wonderful he's coming out for my graduation in a couple uh, weeks i'm so excited to get to see him again was yeah. he one of the people you saw in your vision no okay no. yeah okay yeah. um my mom that'd was. be trippy yeah because yeah. <laughs> no, he's right there yeah <laughs> oh, he had a completely different experience he had more of a um yellow submarine experience what? he said he saw like, cartoons and rainbows oh, and he was wow. floating through this mystical fairyland and uh-huh. I'm envious of that, but I also had to deal with what I had to deal with. So yeah. I think if I were to do it again, maybe I'd have more of that trippy experience. Like people talk about visiting mm. other realms mm. and flying over the earth and visiting other places. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was definitely more internal, okay. focusing on my own troubles. Sure. Um, I Four years ago, I quit drinking. Oh. So um, that was definitely something, you know, I had to, to visit and and kind of like forgive myself for putting my family through those kind of traumas or Mm. or being okay with being different and not participating in that sort of um social norm Mm. which is um partying and drinking and stuff so those were kind of at the forefront uh what motivated the what motivated that 
um, I'm having a, a slight addiction. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 it happens. Being, yeah. being forced to, really. Liked it too much, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Was it, did you like do a program or is it more self-guided? Yeah. Um, at the moment, it's more self-guided. And if there's um, anything that you don't want to talk about, just say so. Oh, no. I, I'm very comfortable talking about it. Okay. But, um, okay. I mean... This is cutting it close after all. (laughs) But at your discretion. You're making it weird over here. I wish I could laugh like Beatles. When I first started listening to the Nerdist, that's what got me listening more and more because Chris has gone through um, treatment and and Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So I really identify with that. Also, Jonah's from Hawaii. So I mean, gosh, I love the Nerdist for so long. Mm -hmm. And then transferred over to Pete because of his more um, open-minded spiritual teachings that he talks about on the podcast. Uh Uh, But no, um, when it first started out, I went to AA and I did like an outpatient um, treatment program through through a um, a hospital in Maui. Mm -hmm. Um, Never like full-on rehab for 30 days or anything like that. But Mm. my dad um, and my mom both have been through the program too. So they no they they knew the signs mm. they, they saw it happening and they mm-hmm. knew that something had to be done and i wasn't sure. going to do it for myself and so my, like an intervention kind of thing totally okay. yeah wow. yeah so i was living on oahu at the time uh-huh. and my mom quit my job for me she's like i felt like such a, a kid but, yeah um, she had to and sure. they came out and they brought me back to maui and um my dad took a whole summer off of work mm. and drove me to meetings twice a day wow every day for mm-hmm. that whole summer mm-hmm. like one in the morning and then I would go to um, to the doctors and have a meeting there and then I would go to a meeting at night mm-hmm. so it was just like a you know whole month whole summer of therapy um, of course I still I had to decide to do it for myself and not for my family so right. when I did come back to Oahu after that summer to try to continue my life mm-hmm. I, I went back to that job they hired me back oh. you know mm-hmm. they understood what had to happen mm-hmm. but I started drinking again mm-hmm. of course because mm-hmm. um and now that I look back on it, it's because I was doing it for someone other than myself. Sure. And it wasn't until six months after that that I realized that I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it was something for me. Yeah. That, you know, they were doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just didn't understand that. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's one I of would the like to make a, a film about that one day. No, that be about, about treatment and mm-hmm. yeah, especially how it happens here in Hawaii because the hmm. I mean A is probably really tight-knit everywhere you go but mm-hmm. a in hawaii is super strong and mm. charismatic and yeah love the people yeah. awesome yeah yeah that's tough um because it, uh, it was about for me like five or six years before i went into therapy and my dad and um, the mother figure in my life uh, were both encouraging me to do it for the longest time since i got out of college yeah <clears throat> and then it was just failed relationship after failed relationship um and finally i just was like i'm done you know this this record has got to stop playing or skipping you know let's fix the needle and so finally got into that and um yeah actually i i did try one therapist first and i just wasn't quite digging it with Mm. this guy and because I was letting my preconceived notions getting in, get in the way of, um, of what he was trying to do for me, mm-hmm. like, uh, grew up Protestant, um, okay. not super hardcore necessarily, but I kind of made it hardcore or something. And, uh, I was very adept at, uh, self-loathing oh, yeah. and, um, oh, yeah. like when in college being out of the, the Christian bubble for the first time and when high speed internet was new mm-hmm. <laughs> was able to like go to all the porn sites and stuff mm-hmm. and i was like yeehaw but mm-hmm. um 
I, I attributed that to part of my failure in relationships. And mm-hmm. so when I brought it up with the therapist, he was like, well, maybe there's, maybe it's not as bad as you think. And in my mind, you know, I was thinking, oh no, it's terrible. It's sinful. This isn't right. How can he say it's okay? And yeah. so I didn't say that to him, but, yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, this guy's not going to work out. Um, because I was, you know, holding on to, I wasn't willing quite yet to, uh, listen to him. Um, and so, um, actually got in touch with another one who my dad had seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, and I I might also be because she's a woman. I respond Mm -hmm. typically better to women than, than men. And Mm -hmm. there's a whole slew of things with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, getting into it with her, it, started to make more sense and then I got out of the self-loathing saying all that to say um what am I saying all that to say uh I just started doing it for myself and just realized that I had to just turn off everything I thought I knew and go for it just surrender myself to something else because what I had wasn't working yes oh my god I totally relate to that it's Mm. the same thing on the other side yeah 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 I'm definitely a better person for it now. Uh, I mean, yeah. you know, definitely couldn't have gone through film school without surrendering mm. and realizing that I don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Really, really beautiful hmm. in that sense. So four years sober. Yeah. Congratulations. In April. End of April. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Super recent. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Really crazy. A lot of my friends can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it something you ever miss or... <sighs> Maybe like I don't miss the hard times, but I miss um, I miss that social acceptance, Mm. I guess, Mm -hmm. Um, being able to invite people out for a drink Mm. or joining people for happy hour and Mm -hmm. not just having a Diet Coke. Yeah. What I hate is having to explain it to people mm. you know when you first meet them for the first time oh and yeah like, so what do you want can i get you a martini or mm, <laughs> whatever uh-huh. um and so having to deal with that but i'm finding now that i'm getting older and maybe getting more out of my head and more comfortable with it that it's sure. not that big of a deal <clears throat> yeah people don't really care it's just another lifestyle choice yeah i yeah. mean when you look at it a certain way mm-hmm. yeah. and i think I'm, I'm totally out of that party scene yeah the first couple years I was still in that scene mm-hmm. and still trying to hold on to those friendships and sure. those experiences. Yeah. And so that was really difficult yeah. um, because you can't really explain it to those kind of people because they're just trying to get messed up. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So um, now I'm, I mean, gosh, filmmakers, we don't really have a lot of time to party. <laughs> yeah. So uh-huh. I've been totally comfortable in the ACM program and really nice. open with all my friends and awesome. it's never felt like, um, like I'm left out of anything. That's yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's oh. good. Uh, yeah. Tonight, tonight there's a award ceremony for ACM, yeah. and afterwards there's an after party. Oh. So those are little things where it, I'm reminded that mm-hmm. I can't drink yeah. when, when those things are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it'll be fine because I'm super comfortable with myself and I can socialize without it. Sure, but um, it's in those situations where I'm reminded mm. I'm different. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, that's cool but okay too yeah yeah yeah. that's something i've kind of struggled with or or wrestled with um i've never as far as i can tell i quite crossed over into alcoholic territory Mm -hmm. um but i do enjoy Mm -hmm. (laughs) drinks um Mm -hmm. occasionally sometimes frequently Uh, there have been a couple times where where jen uh, my wife um would say you know you take a couple drinks a day a lot Um, and i was like oh you know i was kind of thinking about that okay no, no booze for like a week, two weeks, whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, then 
you know, go back to maybe like you know a couple of drinks a week or something. But yeah. um, I remember hearing on You Made It Weird, uh, he was talking about, I forget which comedian, but a couple comedians actually in that story um, gave up drinking yeah. uh, just because it was it was hampering their their thinking their creative flow or whatever and then after that is when they like really started to get successful yeah and i wonder if that might be one thing that's holding me back mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um like maybe we shouldn't have so much at home and just yeah. you know save it for social engagements or something i don't know totally but yeah that's something yeah. that's been it is a poison for the for the brain yeah I mean, it makes you think that you're being more productive or being <laughs> funnier but it's a yeah. total it's yeah it's mm-hmm. all false yeah yeah it definitely yeah. got my butt into gear and mm. um you know the the haze was cleared and i was able to see mm. what i really wanted to do mm. rather than what i'm thought i was supposed to do mm-hmm. so, mm. yeah right trying to live like calais yeah <laughs> free and clear trying to run into the ocean absolutely yeah. um well you mentioned now uh after your um spider experience you want to have kids yeah yeah oh. eventually i think yeah. i'm um at this point now where I'm starting a new career, mm. so I've, I've just got to put that in the back of my head for now, mm-hmm. but whereas before it was like I never wanted kids and mm. now it's like, oh yeah, I could have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, probably not until, I guess I'm older, I'm getting older, mm. 27, but, um, <laughs> I guess when I enter my 30s maybe I'll be more comfortable or, or sure. we'll see where my career takes me. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Just taking it day by day. Um, if you do enter into that, that's something you definitely need to want to do. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, it's going to be more tough. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Family. Yeah. Little yeah. Stormy's great. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think any time's like super too late because uh, both of us are approaching our 40s. Okay. Um, and, you know, Stormy's just a year old now. So mm-hmm. we're looking at a second one maybe uh, in another year or so. Um, but, yeah, don't worry too much about timing i guess um but i mean like so like is that something you just want to do on your own or is there a mr green uh, in the uh (laughs) in the uh Um, i've been i've been with my boyfriend chris now for five years okay um so definitely that's something that we've we've talked about for Mm -hmm. our future sure sure um, sure sure. and and we'll see that's um definitely something that he wants as well Mm. um like i said with this new career on the cusp Mm-hmm. My life yeah um, i have a lot of things to work out he's a lot more stable in his life at the moment he's okay. really um made a great career out of what he does he's awesome. the assistant general manager at dave and busters and no he kidding really, yeah he loves Aww. what he does he gets to work around um kids and, yeah. and beer and football and, <laughs> and games so uh-huh. he he loves it there and he's um he's really moving up fast mm. in the corporate world with that sense awesome um, but until I'm at that kind of safe standpoint, I mm-hmm. think um, it's something that we'll have to wait on hmm. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. all in due time. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. So what's your view on, on marriage? Oh. Um, like, is that something you want to do or is it kind of just a archaic concept? Yeah, uh, my, yeah. I mean, personally, my views have changed on it quite a bit over the last couple of years. Mm. I mean, uh, Jen, I still got married. Um, I still wanted her to take my name and she graciously yeah. did uh, she wasn't like super into it at first we we talked about it and she's just kept her maiden name as like a middle name oh, okay. uh, or a second middle name yeah. and then uh bailey and i really appreciate her for that i feel like maybe if things had happened a couple years later might have felt differently mm-hmm. and just been okay with mm-hmm. um her keeping mm-hmm. uh, her maiden name but mm-hmm. um yeah uh 
first... enjoy that tradition you do uh, of yeah taking the name and maybe mm-hmm. because i haven't thought about it too much mm-hmm. um because it might be such an anti-feminist thing <laughs> yeah, i don't know well no i don't get me wrong also i enjoy it too yeah um and I'm grateful that that she did because that's something that's been with me for a long time. But yeah. like if she had not wanted to, I'd have been OK with it. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful, too. Um, maybe if I ever um, make a name for myself yeah. as Kelsey Green, that I would uh-huh. have different thoughts about it. Uh-huh. But um, my parents are a huge inspiration in how I live my life. Mm. Um, and they've been together for 30 years, wow. 31 years now wow. this year. Um, so I really model my love life after what they've hmm. um, built up and, mm-hmm. and they've gosh they raised me and my brother so um, well and mm-hmm. to be such open-minded people yeah. um, and so I, I really like what they've done to be a single unit mm. um, my mom um, and my dad do everything together they're hmm. right now planning to hike I think it's the Pacific Northwest Trail oh wow um, it's like 19 days going through mountains in the in the um, Pacific Northwest yeah. so they go on hikes all the time my dad's recently retired and yet they still try to have such an active life together hmm. um, and I really really enjoy that so I could definitely see marriage in my future I also sure. enjoy the tradition in mm. you know whatever kind of small cultural thing that we have yeah <laughs> you know? sure sure yeah, yeah. yeah I just I, I'm come to really abhor the the racket you know mm. the industry mm. like uh mm-hmm. you know you got to get the biggest diamond and mm. have the most expensive wedding and, totally. and whatnot um like yeah. when jen and i got married i couldn't afford a big ring and we talked about it ahead of time we we're both like yeah it's a symbol yeah you know and like Absolutely. we both don't well she doesn't wear her rings to to, to work because she's a teacher a mm. uh, kindergarten teacher mm-hmm. and so she doesn't want to like end up like scratching a kid's face off by accident or something yeah um, and sometimes I, um, well, like I, I hate just like wearing jewelry, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, a watch, uh, mm-hmm. or any other kind of ring. When I got my class ring in high school, I hardly ever wore it. Um, but you know, we still enjoy it and it's, it's that symbol. So when we go out, you know, people know like, Hey, you know, we're, we're together. Yeah. Although sometimes it's exciting to pretend we're just on like a date and <laughs> without the rings. <laughs> without the rings. Oh, yeah. Guys are so cute. Um, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we also had a super small wedding. We almost eloped. Mm, wow. Almost. Um, the funny story, and you know, not to make fun of her, but um, <laughs> when we were planning it, like we met in, we met through Match.com. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> what a cute love story. Yeah, um, February of 2014. Okay. And then we started dating in April of that year. Okay. And then uh, moved in with her in June. Ooh. And um, Fast. well, yeah, I kind of was. Um, I'm sure, you get to know each other really quickly. Though. Yeah, and you know, like she had been through a couple relationships, I'd been through many, and yeah. uh, we just felt like we just both had a good feeling about each other. Yeah. And if uh, you know, you know. By this point That's in life, right. Um, That's all right. And so uh, we also entered into that with the goal being marriage, mm-hmm. uh, and so um, proposed in October of that year. And uh, then we just want to do something super small, nothing big uh, or crazy. Yeah. And we're just going to go to the Big Island one weekend and get it done. And um, she told her parents one night, yeah, we're going to elope on the Big Island. 
was some casual conversation. I'm like, honey, they were furious. I'm sure. No, no, no. They were they were okay oh, with it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um. I just liken it to like telling the cops, I'm gonna rob a bank. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Takes the fun out of it. Yeah. But no, it turned out being wonderful. Oh. Uh, they came and then oh. they uh, FaceTimed in her brother in New York. So Beautiful. that was really cool. And we had a Hawaiian priestess do it. Oh, wow. So kind of a uh, Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. And, you know, like five years ago, I never envisioned myself doing that. It was always going to be like in a church with a pastor right. and, you know, praise choruses being sung, Bible reading or whatever. But no, yes. like now yeah. it's like, OK, let's, let's do this. This is really cool. Wow. And it was wonderful. Wow. It was yeah. great. Just as meaningful. If yeah. Not more. Absolutely. Wow. Because I've heard that the whole concept of marriage is relatively new to history. Hmm. Like the way it's done, like rings weren't even part of the show until like, uh, I don't know, the last century or something like that. Um, Like in uh, medieval times up through colonial times, maybe it was more of um, an agreement between two people who were, you know, if it wasn't arranged, um, people who were okay with each other and they found each other attractive and would propagate with them yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. um whereas now it's all about uh, love and devotion mm, and monogamy yeah i mean that's yeah. part of it for sure yeah. um and we you know try to keep romance going um making it fun and, and saucy but uh, yeah um for the most part it's just you know being able to hang out with each other day to day mm-hmm. and not get on each other's nerves all the time. Mm-hmm. It does mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> Usually it's me kind of putting my foot in my mouth, uh, <laughs> kind of to admit, but, uh, you know, we have the kind of relationship where sometimes she gets on my nerves or says something wrong. And yeah. it's a nice balance because we, as part of love, you know, respect each other mm-hmm. as human beings. Mm-hmm. It's not just all lovey dovey and gotta be all, smoochy but we are both naturally affectionate so we are kind of smoochy all the time but um mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's a lot different than i originally envisioned mm-hmm. and i'm glad i was able to open myself up to these new experiences brought on by traumatic events she's actually not my first wife okay. um i married a um a fellow sailor um okay. in you know, like a super rush um oh. And that just didn't it didn't work out because it was so fast. And yeah. um, I was actually trying to be more traditional, traditional Christian mm. uh, husband. And that ended up uh, not working. So I, I was see. like, screw this. <laughs> I'm just going to go follow my heart. Yeah. You know? and Heck yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad that it worked out. Yeah. yeah. Congrats, <laughs> man. Really, really cool. And so uh, your family wasn't there? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're in North Carolina. Are they supportive? Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. When I called back home and, um, that same mother figure, um, like, uh, before I was born, this other family met my family Mm. and they became really good friends. And then my biological mom, you know, bless her heart. Seriously. Not, not Southern fuck you, but actual (laughs) bless her heart was doing her best as a mother, as a wife. She just, she didn't know how to love herself and she didn't know really how to give love to us kids. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, but this other lady from this other family has been Mm -hmm. a mother figure. And when I told her about Jen after, after the divorce and whatever, she just said, I just got this feeling the Holy spirit saying that she's the one, she's going to be so good for you. Chicken skin. (laughs) Uh, That totally threw me off guard because in other times where I'd, uh, had to discuss, you know, possible romances and loves. Uh, it was never quite that encouraging, if encouraging at all. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you sure, Cliff? Because even after the therapy, I still was kind of like, woo, 
love, you know, <laughs> um, a little wiser going into certain things. But it, w- it wasn't until I kind of cast off my old ways of thinking and beliefs that yeah. I was yeah. able to find true love and happiness. Yeah. Ironically enough. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and um, awesome. yeah, and things have been have been great. Not not without the rough times, uh, yeah. but uh, it's it's been wonderful. Yeah. And now we have a wonderful son. And there are days where I just want to kind of wring his chubby little neck. But um, and I don't mean that literally. There's just moments of frustration where you're like, Jesus. Um, but then there are so many more times where it's just like, oh, Jesus, little little, little guy is yeah. just wonderful. So, oh bundle of joy congratulations on your beautiful family i'm looking around at his house right now and oh all the yeah photos. Where is your son? No. oh oh there's a little mon- a collage on oh, the have to look back wall later. yeah cute. Cute, 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 cute. yeah Good for you thanks i definitely see that in my future yeah. as well i definitely want that it's taking it family lots of yelling and laughter in the house yes <laughs> lots know? of laughter yeah yeah uh, mm. yeah nice yeah Oh my gosh, my cup has stormtroopers. Yes. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, she needs the rogue one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What kind of music do you listen to? What do you get down to? Oh gosh. Um, I'm not huge on listening to music a lot. Oh, okay. Um, like I said, I, I love musicals. So I listen to musicals when mm. I'm feeling like happy or I'm doing mm-hmm. the dishes. And uh-huh. Just like that, um, that childish uh, throws me back to my childhood, I guess. Nice. Uh, my little brother is the musically inclined one. Okay. And so I think when I listen to music or when I think about my views on music, I'm always held back because I think that he has the the better views. I think hmm. I'm kind of scarred by that growing <laughs> up. Um, he's one of those that can listen to a song and then can replicate it right away on the piano. Oh, or wow. Taught himself how to use the mandolin and uh-huh. can just kind of dive into any instrument and play it. Wow. Um, super talented in that sense. He graduated from Portland State University recently as a composer. Now he's composing for the Blind Pilots, um, some other like indie rock bands. Whoa. And, yeah, yeah. So he does the music thing. I kind of, I guess I'm doing the film thing now. Hey, cool. yeah. 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 It's kind of big for me to take on such an artistic um, major because mm-hmm. that's... I, I never thought that that was my path. I always thought that was just Richie's path. Okay. So it's kind of cool to be myself now. Yeah. Not, not held back by those kind of judgments. Right. Yeah. Right. And you said your first foray into school was in the sciences. Like yeah. Which science? Marine science. Marine science. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Anthropology. Okay. Um, yeah. Tried to take our OCHEM twice and couldn't pass it. Oh. So, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, sometimes that's the universe saying, like, nope, yeah, yeah. don't go this way. I don't think I wanted to um, be a professor or, mm. or do research my entire life. So <laughs> I'm really happy that I had the experiences that I did mm-hmm. where, um, where now I can, wow, I get to make films for a living. Mm-hmm. Or hopefully I get to. Yeah. Even PAing, man. I'm so stoked just to be on set, pass out the waters to nice. to the crew. Yeah. So, so cool. Well, that's a great attitude. Like, you don't have to be in charge. Yeah. It doesn't have to have yeah. your name on it, necessarily. No. Just to be a part of something great is wonderful in and of itself. So cool. Yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. We'll see um, where it leads me in the next spot. Mm-hmm. I don't think that LA is in my future, but I'm not ruling mm. it out. Maybe okay. um, in the next couple years, I might be at that point where I'm ready to check out a bigger city. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I, I love it here too much and I think mm-hmm. that Hawaii is getting a lot of good um, good filmmaking opportunities now. Mm-hmm. so we'll see where it takes me well it seems like the filmmaking community here has really been blooming yeah um, I first became aware of it last year okay yeah I guess so 
Um, it feels like forever ago, but I've only been here on island for almost five years. Okay. Um, but finding the Hawaii Filmmakers Collective. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I got engaged with the local community. Otherwise, uh, um, prior to that, I'd only seen like one or two folks on YouTube mm-hmm. that were trying stuff. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, it's great that they're doing something because it was more than I was doing, but yeah. it wasn't quite like, hmm, you know, it's yeah. just kind of like, oh, well, yeah. Awesome. Cool. You're doing it. That's yeah. what matters. Yeah. Uh, but then finding this this whole big community of actors and, and cinematographers, wannabe yeah. directors, producers. And for the first time, I felt like I was getting in touch with my people, you know. Um, and, and then since then, becoming aware of more projects and mm-hmm. as more projects come along, they're getting larger in scale. Mm-hmm. And like with the, with Jaina's stuff, she's getting international attention. Not like huge, but um, still, um, uh, her the Baby Luau is getting featured at the Cambodia Film Festival. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so cool. Uh, a Cambodia LGBTQ um, okay. Film Festival. And um, uh, the, the Bridge, have you heard of The Bridge? Mm-mm. I forget who's behind that. I think it's uh, Connie Flores. Oh, I know who Connie Flores is. I think is she a writer director? Yes, yes. Okay, I think mm-hmm. I want to say it's her. I hope it's her film. Now that I okay. put it out there, it might be someone else's. I'm sorry, yeah. um, but that that's getting a lot of attention um, worldwide as well. Wow. Yeah, um, and then the Haumana. Yeah, we were supposed to watch that in class. We were supposed to watch that. Never did. Didn't watch I that. really want to see that. <laughs> I met the director oh. sh- like a few months before he, he passed. Oh. Yeah, um, and so I felt lucky to have had that brief interaction with him get like yeah. a little bit of advice uh, yeah. and then just you really like geez you know it lets you know how short life is yeah um, totally totally so yeah that's something i kind of see is uh, the filmmaking community here is just is ripe and it's it's like the iron if it's not hot is is heating up yes. and it's getting time to strike and yeah. um, having filmmakers here really cultivate that is is fantastic yeah. and getting stories such as the ones you want to tell mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. uh do the world a great service gosh i'm excited to be a part of it yeah. such a hot time yeah I'm really really excited for what's what's next yeah. yeah so how do you go about finding a crew like you you had the, the luxury a luxury i don't mean that condescending or negative but you had the um opportunity because you're in the filmmaking school mm-hmm. um um, yeah. So, so what was it like for you, like picking them out and getting them? That was it was really nerve wracking. Yeah. Before we actually got started in January, so all of December was kind of me approaching people who mm. I admired and who I wanted to work around. Hmm. So reaching out to my friends. Um, are these other students? These are all other students. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. In ACM, and okay. um, a lot of them were thinking of doing their own three nine nines and or or going to be working on other projects. So it, some of them, it took some convincing mm-hmm. or, you know, pitching to them with the same enthusiasm that I pitched it to the faculty. Yeah. Um, and then some other 399s didn't work out. And mm-hmm. um, I just, it fell into place so wonderfully. Mm. I feel like I, I chased a couple people. Um, <laughs> shout out to Diamond Cabildo. Mm. I'm so happy to have you <laughs> on my team. Um, with her, I reached out to her on Facebook she had been in a couple of my classes and I knew how talented she was. I knew that I wanted her on my team. Mm-hmm. And um, if you go back to that first Facebook message, I'm like, do you want to edit? Do you want to produce? What do you want to do? You, I just need you on my team. Uh-huh. You know? And then she didn't respond. And a couple of weeks later, I, I reached out to her again. And then I saw her in the media center one day and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, so I'm walking over eggshells here, but will you be a part of my film? And she's uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, I forgot to write you back. Of course, I'm on uh-huh. board. I'm like, what? Nice. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> so she was my kick. Ass producer, mm. I could not have done anything without her. Mm-hmm. She's 
got such a bright future ahead and now she's taken on editing the film as well wow um, she's yeah fantastically talented huh. all of my team members are so fantastically talented i'm so so blessed um mm. it really just all worked out so well mm-hmm. um the i don't know if they believed in the script or or wanted to work with other people in acm just as much as i did mm-hmm. but um, when the crew started really getting together it was easier to get more and more people involved and mm. then we as pre-production started we reached out to other classes we pitched it to the 310 class and the 255 classes and we asked for more volunteers Uh because what we were trying to do started getting bigger and bigger and we needed more hands on set we needed pas we Mm. needed people to um you know be in charge of craft services and take some some um responsibilities away from the higher up uh, people on on the crew wow so uh doing that was was big Mm. we had about 35 people um, on our crew wow. for just a student film. I was really, really proud of that. That's awesome. I mean, I guess that counts the extras for that one day. Hmm. There's 35 people on our mailing list for the rap party. Okay. That's why I know that number. <laughs> <laughs> so if you count like seven actors, mm-hmm. it's that, but a, a large crew for a student film. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really proud of everyone. And working so hard in the grueling sun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Alan Davis, I talk about a lot, but we shot there for two days and not a cloud in the sky which is awesome but terrible for lighting right. just, just oh my god um but location amazing hmm. but the parking lot is 10 minutes away from the location oh, yeah. we weren't able to get the key to the gate which would allow us to drive down to the beach mm. so we had to carry oh. bleh, like two vans worth of equipment oh, down the rocky geez. road and to the beach wow. which just walking takes 10 to 15 minutes so uh-huh. with tents chairs uh-huh. tables and that's just base camp yeah the Ari alexa alone has like five cases Whoa. five pelican cases full uh-huh. of different things uh-huh. so we rented out a couple of carts but that doesn't do much because it's still a heavy cart going over rocky rocky ground mm. so uh, shout out to my awesome crew it's <laughs> <laughs> really really lucky yeah oh, those are some brutal days we mm. really appreciated the other days where we could just drive right up to set Mm-hmm. and unload right there no doubt yeah we've yeah. been through some hell mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah earlier i mentioned like how or asked how do you get you know actors to act you know how do you yeah. get them to do that but then on the other side of it how do you get people to believe in your vision and help you make it and yeah. be willing to lug the stuff around and endure the long shooting days and stuff yeah it's it's a crazy. crazy process yeah um, being positive and really believing in what you're doing mm. uh, goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And so there was no negativity on our set. Nice. There were times where we did get really stressed out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Taiko day in particular stands out because we mm. only had the Taiko performers for four hours. Ah. And on that day, we ran into a technical problem with one of our cameras. Oh, no. um, part of our equipment didn't come with the right cord. And so we ended up starting two hours late. So we only had the Taiko oh. for two hours. And Jeez. Yeah, tensions were really high, but... Uh-huh we were all reminded that this is all a learning experience and we're all here together. We're Mm going to make this happen. Mm -hmm. We got the shots that we needed. And by the end of it, it was just a huge sigh of relief. Like we did it. Nice. So um, (laughs) being there for each other and I mean, it was spring break. So (laughs) it was a bit like, you know, asking them to take off their vacation to, to work. Mm. But I think we're all in um, ACM because we like, being on set and we like mm. making films mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's something that i can't wait to do again and mm. i wouldn't have traded it for anything 
woke up at 4.30 every morning to grab equipment and take it places. Mm. And then didn't go to bed till 11 if I could go to bed. Wow. Like that. It's just so fun. <laughs> so stressful and so yeah. fun. And so like yeah. you need to be places at all time. And I, I think I like that when my mind is preoccupied and you're really just thinking about that one goal, mm. that, that single-minded focus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, really pushes me. Mm. Yeah, it's obviously had a clear vision for the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm really yeah. lucky that my group members um, were able, I mean, they felt comfortable enough around me because we, um, we had taken many classes together and mm. really knew a lot about each other, and mm-hmm. so co- the collaboration on the storytelling was strong. I mean, they asked questions to me that, I, I mean, I was able to answer or find the answer for them, and that made us tell a more clear story mm. rather than just shooting what, what was in my head and maybe didn't make sense. So mm. having a team that you trust and are close with and that know you inside and out, it really goes a long way. Mm. Half of my team, if not more than half, were also on the Go For Broke 442 oh. film over December. Mm-hmm. So we got really close on that, and we all learned about how a film set should operate mm. so that really contributed to it awesome we all knew what was gonna happen mm-hmm. that spring break yeah. we knew how rough and gritty it would be but also how fun it would be sure you know how uh-huh. much laughter there was and hmm. gosh nice last day on set we popped some champagne and, yeah. and just had a nice <laughs> cheers and um took lots of photos gosh mm-hmm. it's yeah really great time awesome mm-hmm. really Very proud cool. of what we did <laughs> yeah cool uh, just curious. Wow, we're at an hour and a half. Oh wow! Already, <laughs> just goes by so fast. I know. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so so fun. Yeah, I, I love it. sitting down and talking with people, and yeah, you know, like the whole my whole thing is like uh, we all have stories to tell. Yeah. We all benefit from hearing and telling stories. Yep. And yep. so, amen. I'm, I'm, like, I finally got just the the kick in the pants, the inner motivation. I was like, let's, let's just do this just do it yeah yeah i don't know what's been holding me back ever since i started listening to nerdist and pete holmes Mm. i've been like i gotta start a podcast (laughs) my friends are so interesting yeah um and so (laughs) thank you for asking me to be on yours because it's like dream come true i've got earphones on (laughs) (laughs) but i think the the more i do it the Mm. more i I talk i'm like the more comfortable i'll be Mm -hmm. telling the stories that i have to tell or getting the stories out of people that Mm. i want them to tell Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah really really cool and just to do it i think that a lot of us hold ourselves back because we don't think we can get to that big hollywood level Mm. like Mm -hmm. filmmaking or with podcasting or really anything Mm -hmm. whether you want to be like a rapper or slam poet Mm. just doing it for your local community or for any Mm -hmm. anyone's ears is is enough yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i was so proud just to screen helicolay in front of 20 people (laughs) that could be enough you know Mm. we're we're gonna shoot higher but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure that would get into into hif i hope so yeah Yeah. Yeah. so you're doing that just as as your own production not as part of the acm student yeah copyrighted under me yeah yeah it's cool that acm lets us do that and they don't own the films yeah well isn't isn't there an acm component to hif oh yeah okay that's what you mean yeah no i'll be submitting under acm probably Mm -hmm. i mean although yeah probably under acm okay we'll see yeah talk to ann about that sure yeah (laughs) because that would be a cool um credit Mm -hmm. say that wasn't under the student film section mm-hmm. whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah that's for later wow it's 
going to be it's going to be great. I wish I could take the sh- it to Shanghai and screen it there at that uh, film festival, but unfortunately it was done a week after the deadline. Uh, and uh, yeah, it couldn't have been finished mm-hmm. um, in time. Mm-hmm. We we binge edited 72 hours straight before the showcase deadline. So wow. Like just got it in the nick of time. Nice. We're so happy to be able to screen it even mm-hmm. even in the rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, um, there was a shot in 4K or HD? Yeah. Because you yeah. mentioned those pretty high-end cameras. It's a great camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all the cameras we use. We use the uh, Scarlet Red and Ooh. the Arri Alexa. Um, we use a Blackmagic for one day and then the A7S, um, which are also um, high-end cameras. Mm-hmm. The Arri, though, was, um, we were really fortunate to get to use because, um, you know, ACM has this wonderful camera and you have to go through i think three levels of testing just to be able to apply to use it wow um even if you pass those three levels you have to write a proposal and which is submitted to faculty which is submitted to the chair and um you you know there's a lot of hoops to jump through Mm. so sawyer chestnut pinto my fabulous jp and his Mm. team of um of acs kilani and chase they worked so hard for from the beginning of the semester through till march to get certified and um and really aced the camera work. Wow. It's, it's huge. Huge mm. ordeal, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huge ordeal for every level of putting Heli Clay together. Nice. Um, not just me and Diamond with the, the pre-production mm-hmm. side, um, but for Anella to be designing the sets from such an early stage, starting in January. Mm. And um, my, my wonderful, my wonderful um, camera team. Mm. I had an awesome gaffer. Um, Delilah, which is so great to have people there that you trust. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And just uh, going through all that stuff, I think, shows in the final product. And um, it's it shows your dedication to the film because at any given point, you could just be like, ah, screw it, and just do it on your own, yeah. own, own stuff yeah. or whatever. But yeah. instead, um, you trusted in the, I guess, the process yeah. and uh, a big group of people. Because uh, yes. it you know, takes a village yes, <laughs> yes. to raise a film baby. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, um, putting in the time, I mean, it's not something that you can just say F it to. Yeah. You have to put in that time. Mm-hmm. And gosh, my assistant director, the uh, Anella Ling, she just wanted to strangle me and Sawyer so many times just because yeah. we, we always wanted another take because uh, we knew that we could get it better or mm-hmm. or wanted, you know, th- uh, things to work with in, in editing. Mm-hmm. So we, I would talk to the actors and have them change the way they read their lines just Uh, slightly just so they could have things to play with and gosh we were close to running over so many times but at the end of the day every single day we got the shots that we needed and we finished you know just in the nick of time if not early Mm. so just hats off to her for pushing us we needed that Mm. and I needed her personality and the way that she knows me and Sawyer so well that she can be ruthless with us Mm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, screaming at us that, no, you do not get another chance to get another take. We are moving on. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really, really lucky. Awesome. Lucky with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any um, filmmakers you look up to as inspirations or role models? Ooh. um, We talked a lot about Wes Anderson. Besides Wes Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, Besides at that Hollywood level. I would... uh, Tina Fey is popping out. Oh yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I always call um, Anella my my um, Amy Poehler to my Tina Fey. Like, I would love to do <laughs> some sort of duo comedy writing with her nice. at some point in our life. I uh-huh. think we could really kick butt at that. Yeah, Thirty Rock or Kimmy Schmidt fan? Guaranteed. Yes, I'm yeah. glad that you bring up Kimmy Schmidt because oh not a lot gosh. of people um, know of that show. Freaking love that. God, it's so good. <laughs> Titus. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Yeah. Thirty Rock's the best. Parks and Rec. Mm. I mean, 
I want to enter that world so bad mm. one day. Or do you want to do a mockumentary series or just, um, do you mean just the Hollywood thing in general? Just the Hollywood comedy scene. But I think a mockumentary um, would be awesome too. Mm. In the the 410 class that I took last semester, Mm -hmm. um, Kilani um, directed a mockumentary that I was able to produce. Ah. One with nature. Okay. It's about a um, a nature artist who Mm -hmm. um, is a little convoluted in his views on how he creates his art. He Mm. takes things like baby birds' eggs and scrambles them and Uh puts them back into a nest and calls that art. (laughs) 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 It came came Uh. out hilarious. It's so great. (laughs) So I would love to make another mockumentary for sure. Mm. For sure, for sure. Actually, um, John Gilmore was on that set too. Oh. And, and Josh, Josh Masai. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. Cool. Characters in ACM. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun one. Right on. Mm-hmm. The more classes that you take in ACM, the more you um, get to know the people in it and you mm. get to know their interests and how well you work together. Mm-hmm. It's a really well designed program in that it's small and it makes you work with these people and um, kind of gets you out of your shell by the end of it because you're, mm. you're kind of forced to let your true self show mm-hmm. rather than on a bigger campus and a bigger film school. I think it would have been up to me to come out of my shell rather than mm. being around these people all the time and kind of forced to, mm-hmm. to be myself. Yeah. 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 Really, really lucky. Yeah. That's something I've, I've struggled with is, um, in, in my previous attempts at filmmaking is getting just even conceiving the notion that I could get a crew let yeah. alone just having the guts to say, hey, can you help me out without them necessarily being in front of the camera? Yeah. Uh, so something I'm really looking forward to. It's possible, man. Yeah. yeah I never thought that I could do it, but mm-hmm. then I just tried. Hmm. You know, just reaching out to that one person leads to another, leads to another, and mm-hmm. set your, your expectations or set your sights high, and um, you never know what you could do. Hmm. Really. Yeah. Right yeah. on. I'm really, really stoked with how everything turned out, and mm-hmm. can't wait to do it again. Nice. Oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, that's everything I've actually written down on this little pad here. Uh, this is super fun. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really have anything else, and that's a really nice endpoint. Just, you know, you never know what you can do. You never know what you can do. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta try. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for being on. Such a fun, fun experience. Yeah, and if I hadn't just happened to glance at, like, I wasn't like looking at your phone, but just like saw, I recognized the nerdist symbol, and you made a weird symbol, and I was like, oh my god! Totally meant to be. This happened on the last day of class. I know. I mean, and I hadn't been listening to podcasts for a while too. It was just that day. Uh I um, my boyfriend took the car to work, so I had to ride the bus. Okay. When I ride the bus, I listen to podcasts. There you go. Oh my gosh, (laughs) we could have gone through our whole lives not knowing that we. We were weirdos sitting yes, right next to each other in absolutely. that class. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. We didn't even talk about Save the ACM. There's just been. Oh, like, yeah. If I knew that you were a weirdo from back then, we uh-huh. would have done this sooner. <laughs> 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 so, so cool. Awesome. So awesome. Well, cool. I guess that's it. Um, yeah, I don't have a fun thing to say at the end, like keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We'll figure that out. Um, uh, wish me luck with my um, helicopter. Absolutely. Journey. Good luck. Mm-hmm. So yeah. happy for you. So excited to see where you go. And I'd like to think that uh, I'll have the first interview with Kelsey Green <laughs> years down the road. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, keep it crispy. Ah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your burrito. <laughs> 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 ding, ding, ding. All right. Thanks once again for joining us here. Uh, Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey is a Phazon Media production. Check us out at phazonmedia.com slash cutting.
For Kelsey, again, you can follow her on Instagram at Kelsey underscore KG. That's K-E-L-S-I-E underscore KG. Or her film account at Hele Kale Film. That's H-E-L-E-K-A-L-E-I-F-I-L-M. Same on Facebook, Hele Kale Film. You can follow the pod on Instagram and Twitter at Cutting Close Pod, SoundCloud.com slash Cutting It Close, or YouTube search for Cutting It Close with Cliff Bailey. And whatever platform you're listening to this on, please be sure to like it if you liked it. Leave a review if uh, you're so moved, and subscribe if you want to keep up with it. Please do consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cutting it close. Every dollar helps to uh, make this a more frequent happening. Uh, We're pretty much set up for the next three weeks. You know, these first four episodes after that, not so sure. And um, yeah, we'll have to just see what happens. But nevertheless, thank you for listening today. You are greatly appreciated. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your time on this earth.